At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 hey i'm brett podolsky co-founder of the farmer's dog we make fresh food for dogs we started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog jada when she stopped eating ultra processed kibble and started eating fresh whole food the farmer's dog food isn't fancy it's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs it's better for them and easier for you get 50 percent off your first box at the slash podcast that's the slash podcast no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, thanks for hanging out. First and Pod, you know where you're at. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray producing. The draft is over. Rookie minicamps are about to begin. And we were like, all right, what are we going to do? What's going to be the gimmick? And Pony said... Let's power rank the teams. I'm like, all right, this is meaningless. I love a good meaningless exercise. So I volunteered to rank, and I will be revealing them to you, Pony, live on First and Pod. Yeah, I have no idea what you're going to do here. Uh, now that the offseason is pretty much over, these are the rosters that we'll have once teams get to training camp and the preseason and everything else. So uh, out of the draft, let's do it now. You know, we'll probably, uh, I don't like, um, I, I made my own list. So I'm very curious to see how close yours is to mine. Oh, you made a list to, okay. So we have some compare and contrasting that can go on here. I enjoy this. Okay. So should we go 32 to one start at the bottom? Sure. Go ahead. You can start. No, I, I mean, I know I'm, I'm going to start. You're going to react. But I'm just saying uh, we should start with the worst team. I would say start with the best. Oh, I feel like there's like a better reveal as to. Yeah, but every power rankings list you see online starts with one at the top, not 32. But yeah, that's a good point. Okay. For sure. See, now people can really tell that we didn't really <laughs> yeah. talk this out. Yes. All right, fine. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so I'm in Chiefs. Pro, I'm on Chiefs probation. As much as I might want to poke holes in them and you know dispute and argue against a team being number one, the odds of a team repeating as, as Super Bowl champs, I'm not doing it. I, I I was I think probably overly critical of them too many times last year, including the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna sit in Chiefs timeout. And just say, yep, I don't think a team got so much better this offseason that they're going to knock the Chiefs off their perch. They've got the best quarterback and the best coach in the NFL right now. That's exactly right. 
Um, I came around on them much sooner than you did during the year when I saw that Kelsey was doing what he was doing, that Mahomes had taken it to another level, that he was getting that high-end offensive production even post-Tyreek Hill. But this time last year, you know, or I guess we started this thing closer to the beginning of the season, but we were both definitely talking way too much about Buffalo uh, and other teams. Not going to make that mistake again. Uh, they absolutely deserve the number one ranking. I don't believe that they have the best roster in the NFL. You know, like if we if we were doing that, we didn't think what... that all last year. And guess what? We were right. I mean, they did not have the best roster. Correct. They just had a quarterback who willed this team to a championship and a coach that pushed all the right buttons. Right. Exactly. It's so that that's not what we're doing here. We're not we're not doing best roster. We're not doing most talent. We're doing best team, and they deserve number one. I really debated two and three. I really debated it. I'm going to give number two to the Philadelphia Eagles. Even with some of the high-profile departures, Hurts impressed me so much. The coaching impressed me so much. And I know they lose both coordinators, but just like the strategic coaching, the aggression, the in-game coaching, the analytically-based approach to the organization, and adding two first-round picks out of Georgia that bolster that defense in a big way that should make up for the loss of Hargrave. And we know that they had maybe not the best offensive line in football, certainly a top-five offensive line unit, and they definitely were the deepest offensive line in football. So I don't think that they're going to take a step back there. Hurts should only get better, and I thought that their draft was incredible. So I, I have the Eagles at two. You know, I thought the story that came out this week that if not for this whole tampering thing, which if it had happened to a more profile team hiring a head coach and a bigger name coach with this whole Gannon thing with Arizona where the Eagles and Cardinals, uh, you know, privately decided on the terms of compensation, which the NFL just allows for teams to do that. I thought that was very bizarre. I thought they would just say no. This this is what we want the penalty to be in a situation like this. But, you know, there's there was a report that Vic Fangio would have ended up being the Eagles defensive coordinator if not for that whole controversy. And I would like the Eagles even more if that had happened, because I think he's probably one of the three or four best defensive coordinators in the entire league. And now he's in Miami instead. Uh, I don't think that their defensive coordinator, by the way, is a big loss. I think the offensive coordinator might be a bigger one, but your head coach is an offensive guy. So I would not put the Eagles here, but they're not far off for me. Okay. I put San Francisco three. I think that San Francisco has the best two through 53 (laughs) in the NFL. Yeah. And obviously, quarterback is a massive question mark. And I would have loved to see that NFC Championship game simply with anyone on the roster's ability to throw the ball down the field. I know they had no high draft picks. I know they lost McGlinchey in free agency. But the depth of talent on that roster is, I would argue, second to none. I think it's the best roster in football with some of the departures that Philly had. And so I will put San Francisco at number three and you add in coaching and you add in that. I do think 
whether it's Lance or Darnold or Purdy, like he's going to at least have options of quarterbacks this year. I will bet on Shanahan to get good quarterback production out of one of the three. Who do you think it'll be? Trey Lance. You know me, man. I Actions over words, the actions that they made to move from 13 to three to take him. I just think there's too much of an investment in him and he's too special of an athlete that I, I think he's going to be given every chance uh, to prove that he can that he can be the guy. How about the story that Darnold, the people that have watched him there, saying he's the most gifted passer of the ball the franchise has ever had? Yeah, that seems yeah. like a stretch. Yes, yes. Steve Young, okay, <laughs> we get it. Montana was a cerebral quarterback. Steve Young. Yeah. I mean, even Kaepernick threw the shit out of the ball. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're talking about... <laughs> Sam Darnold, um, man, it's such a big, it's such a big butt for me. They got I know. this great roster, but, and the coach can basically have a stiff play great at that position. Man. Dude, they finished, they, they won 13 games last year and finished the season with a 10 game winning streak. And then kicked the shit out of teams in the playoffs until the NFC championship game. They're awesome. They're awesome. And it's somebody that needed surgery that was so serious that it's going to cause him to miss a huge chunk of this year back in there playing quarterback in the second half of that NFC Championship game. So it almost feel like feels like they got cheated out of a chance in that game. If they had but, the 12th best quarterback in the NFL, they'd be the best team in football by far. Like, I just think, I think the roster is that good. Uh, if they had Kirk Cousins as their quarterback, would you pick him to win the Super Bowl? Like, I think he's like the 15th or 16th best quarterback in football, you know? So, but like, so if, they had Dak, if they had Dak Prescott, I would. Yeah. How about Tua? Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of, yeah, that that's that's the range where I think that they absolutely okay. are. Um, all right, number four. The Cincinnati Bengals. I think that you would be insane to have Buffalo ahead of Cincy at this point. And this is in Joe Burrow we trust. You and I were on this last year before the year that the doubts on Cincy seemed a little ridiculous and overblown given the talent on offense that they had. We were right about that. And I think that they deserve to be rewarded as the second best team in the AFC with the power rankings. Yeah. They got Lou Anarumo as their defensive coordinator too, who, you know, probably should have gotten a more serious look as a head coach than even the guy that I mentioned who ended up being Arizona's coach, the old Eagles defensive coordinator, Gannon. Um, so I would have had Cincinnati too, but here's, here's my, here's my uh, criticism of the power ranking so far. It's the four teams who made it to the final four last year. That's never happening again. Like, well, what are, what are we doing here? Are we doing the teams that we think are going to be in on conference championship Sunday? Are we thinking who the best teams are? Like, yeah, upsets happen. Yeah. But I think these are the best teams. Well, I, I understand that. But even if I were to project the standings for next year, and I'm sure we'll do maybe some of that when we get the schedule for our next podcast. But, like, 
I just can't have the four teams from last year in the championship games in my top four. Because I just know that that'll, has that ever had, like in the salary cap era, has that ever happened? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All right, well, so then let me see if my number five team satisfies you. Okay. The New York Jets. Yeah, it does. My trepidation with them and the thing that is going to concern me about them for the next few months is that this universal group think on them that they are going to be the team that missed the playoffs last year that seriously competes for a championship this year. However, I will say I came around to that with now the Eagles made last year's playoffs, but they were the seven seed. And the 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 football cognoscenti were like, their roster is just so loaded. They're well coached. Hertz will make a jump. And they did. And I ended up before the season started buying into it. I am in on the Jets. At various points last year, I said Aaron Rodgers was cooked and he was done. But I think the way this transpired lit a fire under him. I think he's going way overboard with like being at every New York sporting event. And we're sending out slow motion clips of him throwing footballs at the Jets facility, but he's making way more of an effort than he did last year at this time. Like, that's what I'm comparing it to. This is already an Aaron Rodgers who, when he says, I'll be there for half of the volunteer workouts, that's probably 50% more than he was at last year. So I think he's motivated. It's not him learning something new because of Hackett running the offense there. It's a big upgrade in terms of weapons. The only other, so two other things, I guess. There's obviously the New York thing and like how he adjusts to playing there. But the actual football thing that I'm a little bit worried about it about Danny is if his tackles, if their offensive line is just average or worse, what is a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers going to look like? Because we know it's not the NFC, like, if 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 he's if his play slips because the protection isn't good, they could finish in last place in that division. That's last not out of the last last would shock me. Um, well, I mean, Belichick will get himself seven or eight wins with 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 the Walking Dead as his roster. We'll see. I mean, well, so the Jets the Jets finished the season with six straight losses and still won seven games last year, and they very much did not have Aaron Rodgers. That's an awesome. That's an awesome roster and it's a young roster with superstar players who should be like superstar young players who should continue to get better at premium positions I feel like Garrett Wilson is top five fantasy receiver this year um obviously Quinn Williams and Sauce Gardner like we know we know the dudes on the team who are stalwarts but he seems to be embracing everything about the challenge of it and you know Buffalo finished first the Jets finished last. I have the Bills as the sixth-ranked team in my power rankings, one behind the Jets. So I, I know that the first four were chalk. I think the Jets over the Bills is where I diverge a little bit. But, um, you know, the Bills obviously have been a great regular season team, and big moments have been inconsistent for Josh Allen and that team. They've become a little bit one-dimensional at times. Yep. We've talked about their depth without hitting on rookies the last three years. So we'll see if this draft pays more dividends early, but I still think that their offensive firepower 
they they deserve a pretty high ranking. They just have to get downgraded a little bit by how they performed in big games. I would downgrade them a lot. I mean, I think that the Bills seem like a stale team to me. They seem to me like a team that missed their window to win. Oh, I really? They, yes, I think they peaked. I don't know. I think that. they blew it against the Chiefs in those 13 seconds. And then I think they peaked in the first eight games of last year. And that great team that they were in September and early October of last year, uh, when they, before last season, were the Super Bowl favorites, I don't think they're ever getting back to that. Like, they haven't done anything this off. Like, so they're going to say, Josh Allen's elbow, we're, they're going to make a bigger deal than that probably. Second year with Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator. Von Miller comes back. Where do you have the, them? Uh, I've got them as my sixth team in the AFC. I've got them barely making the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I just, I just, I just think, you know, McDermott has a very solid record and he will get credit for taking a franchise that had gone like 19 years without a playoff uh, win and making them relevant again. But I think they're I think they're a descending team. I don't think they made the type of moves this offseason that makes me feel like the Bills will get right. The last year's finish was was abysmal. The last playoff game was awful, but they'll rebound this year. They're the fourth highest scoring team in football last year, man. That team can score the ball. Um, number seven, Dallas Cowboys. One of the only teams that scored more than the Bills. Tony Pollard is back. There will be no ridiculous question about him at any point. Dak is healthy. They seem to have a sensible draft in terms of players who will make immediate impact, even if they're not at the sexiest of positions, but they strengthen their line on both sides of the ball. I would have liked a little bit more uh, help as an, as an additional pass catcher, like a premium pass catcher. But overall, I think that they are a very, very solid team who has going to have a coaching problem, right? So I, I'm not, I'm not huge on McCarthy and losing, uh, the coordinator to, to the Chargers was obviously a disaster in Kellen Moore, but I can't argue with the talent on the roster. And I think it's funnier if Mike McCarthy fails with huge expectations. So I've got them at number seven. Yeah, I think this is way too high for them. Like, I'll just make a comparison. I don't know where they are in your rankings, but if we're just comparing teams and we're not considering the conferences they plan, you really think Dallas is better than the Chargers? The Chargers just poached Dallas's offensive coordinator, and now it's going to be let's play Mike McCarthy style of football. Dak had what thirteen interceptions last year, and he missed five games. I mean, I I think they're ripe. To, I think they're ripe to be one of those teams that goes from making the playoffs to missing the playoffs. So you you, you, you churn through half of the teams each year. Like, I just think Dallas is primed for a big regression and their roster doesn't blow me away. I mean, they've got, they kept, they kept the defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, and they've yeah. got Micah Parsons, who's amazing. But they don't like. Well, and, and, and Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, I'm a really good player. But I just, I, seventh team in the NFL. Geez, I think they're closer to 15, Danny. All right. Well, so 
I think that we also are running into because we wanted to surprise each other with the rankings. We might be doing this a little bit differently. Like I considered path. Like you know what I mean? Like okay. Like p- p- part part of it is the NFC is better. You know what I mean? So like I I was looking at like I I did my list, but I'm thinking of like teams that I could think get through okay. to the end. And then you look at like the Super Bowl odds and the win totals and and things like that. All right. So, so yeah, if they were in the AFC West, I would probably have them ranked lower. But you didn't factor that into your ranking, so we maybe ranked it a little bit differently by that metric. My next team's another NFC team, the Detroit Lions. The Lions retaining Ben Johnson as their offensive coordinator. I thought their draft was very smug. We talked about yeah. it, but I do think they're both very good players even if they're not premium positions. I do think they're good players. So if you add two good players to a team with the best offensive line, a quarterback who, say what you will about the guy, had seven picks and 4,400 yards last year, 29 touchdowns. Jamison Williams did not play the entire season. He looked spectacular. Well, he's not going to play a part of this one either because he was betting on college football games. Yeah, I know. Uh, But like – we we got the answer to the question of if he's good or not. Yeah, and he's not like he's he was coming back from an ACL last year. He's coming back from a gambling thing this year. He's gonna be fine after six games. And when he plays, he'll be awesome in that offense. Like we saw enough from him last year to do that. And so while I would have done more uh, for the front seven, they did a ton in free agency for their secondary and added uh, Campbell with the 18th pick in the draft. So the defense absolutely should be better so they are my eighth ranked team got them a little bit lower uh not that much lower i I have them projected as a playoff team uh i actually have to give my co-host chris muller in pittsburgh credit he said something about the lions draft that i thought actually uh made sense he said what if you took their second round picks and made them their first round picks and made their first round picks their second round picks so if they had taken Brian Branch and Hendon Hooker in the first round and then taken Jameer Gibbs and, and uh, Jack Campbell in the second round, would people have the same complaints about their draft? And I said, it wouldn't go down as a great draft, but I honestly think people would be more complimentary of it. I do. Well, that's really dumb, but it's a, but, it's a good thought, but that's really, that, that, that's an indictment of the media. But if, but if but Brian Branch and Hendon Hooker were looked at as late first round picks, and Gibbs and Campbell were looked at as second or third round picks. No, I understand, but I'm just saying that the the idea of like I will tr- like that's that's basically saying like I trust Mel Kiper and Todd McShay more than I trust NFL general manager, which is just generally speaking a bad idea. Well, but, but is it though, like we're saying that it was a smug draft and what are we basing that on just because they picked a running back and inside linebacker, it's about the position that it, that's what it is for me. Yeah. Right. So if they picked a running back and inside linebacker in the second round, be like, well, that happens all the time. That's not a reach. No, I understand. I mean, I mean, Hendon Hooker at 18 or six with, I know they ended up doing 12 and 18, but Hendon Hooker would have been a reach. A 25 year old. Yes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I mean, I think I, I wouldn't have done it, but when you were out, Baldy had Hendon Hooker going 12 to Houston. He, he had Hooker as his second best quarterback in this draft. You want to talk about the 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 arrogance of the media that's a dude that friggin lives in a film room he didn't even know how to turn his computer off when me and spencer worked with him he was so obsessed with football and x's and o's it was unbelievable that's amazing uh thank you to baldy again for baldy and <laughs> da for filling in all right let's keep this going um should i do a grouping of teams here if you want okay four afc teams in a row 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, 13, actually. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Okay. All, a- all AFC teams. Let's hear them. Ravens, Chargers, Jaguars, Dolphins, Browns. Well, I hate the two AFC North teams in there. Especially the, especially, the la- especially the last one. So, the reason I included the Browns was... It is. It has to be. It has to be on the board that Deshaun Watson is awesome. It has to be. Like awesome. The guy threw for five thousand yards at twenty three years old in a Bill O'Brien offense. Like we've seen him be awesome. So why why is it not possible that last year was seven hundred days without football? rust pressure scrutiny and all of that is removed heading into next year and he plays like we all thought that he was able to play which was we thought that that guy was going to be pat mahomes's main rival three years ago and now he's considered like the ninth best quarterback in the afc it's got to be on the board that he's awesome well, I would say through his own purported off-field behavior, uh, he's not someone who I want to just predict is going to get back to being the person that he was three years ago. I think that I think that he went through potentially something that is life-altering and career-changing. Like, it might be rust, but we might just also never see that guy again because of his life story. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see that as, like, he, he looked like a quarterback that was very unsure of himself once he got back on the field. Yes. And so, will that change? I mean... Are fans and the way he's viewed and 
the way people judge him, is that going to change? Like, is he not every place he goes? Is he not going to maybe feel that? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not inside his head, but I also don't think he's in a place that really cultivates or brings out the best in those types of players. So, I mean, if he were in San Francisco or L.A. with Sean McVay, I would have a different opinion, but he's with the Browns. I mean, they probably should have fired their head coach last year. Even when Deshaun Watson was really good, the last team he was on with Bill O'Brien was dysfunctional even when he put up big numbers, and I think they only won four games. So, no, I'm not predicting... I'm I'm not I'm not I'm I think it there's a chance but I think there's a very slim chance we see him as a great quarterback again. So I was it was Ravens 9, Chargers 10, Jaguars 11, Dolphins 12, Browns 13. And honestly, I'm just so snake bit by betting on and predicting the Chargers to be great every year for the last yep. like 3 or 4 years. Oh, I know. That the lowest I, I the lowest I could put them was 10, but I I that's why I gave the Ravens. I, I literally thought I was like Ravens or Chargers, Chargers or Ravens, Ravens or Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have the Ravens lower. I I thought so. Lamar Jackson's press conference on Thursday. We're gonna throw six. I'm gonna throw for six thousand yards in this offense. I mean, yeah, like, delusional, obviously. No, but I I I think that they're. I think they're gonna try to shift it too far in the other direction. Yeah, I think that's why Monken is there. I think they're going to try to be more of a passing offense. I don't think that that's going to work for them. I think that there's going to at least be growing pains associated with that transition this year. Oh, um, there, yeah, but I, I listen, I don't think Lamar's ever going to not run, like as long as he still has the athleticism. But yes, you think they, he's uh, going to be a thousand yard rusher again? I don't. I think those days are over. And I think that's when he's at his best. It is when he's it is when he's at his best, but they also it, that was also by design. Like you should try to run less as he gets older. So I think this is going to be like a transitional period. But like, if would you think he's going to run for seven hundred and fifty yards? That's still a lot of yards yeah, for a quarterback. Maybe I mean I I just look at those grouping of teams, and to me, the Chargers, Miami, and Jacksonville. I just think are way more talented than those AFC North teams. And I have fewer questions about two of the three quarterbacks of those teams, Lawrence Herbert and two is obviously a complete wild card. But when you were talking about San Francisco before, I mean, there's probably more holes in the Miami off in the on the Miami roster. But if we're talking about high end players, Talking about guys that like will be in the NFL top 100 list or how many guys can be all pros. Miami might have as many as any team in the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, McDaniels, I like him obviously a lot. He has not proven it like Shanahan has proven it. And while Tua is better than any quarterback on San Francisco's roster... Yep. He's not great. And I, again, there's a huge question mark with him. Where did you have Buffalo again? Six. Six. Yeah. I mean, McDaniel went in there 
with a seventh round pick quarterback and almost beat them in a playoff game. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see, I don't see that big of a gap between the Dolphins and the Bills as you do. Um, all right, so that gets through the AFC. So fourteen. So it's so now. Wow. Okay, so I'm just looking at it. Fourteen through eighteen are now NFC teams. Okay, give me another bunch. Seattle at 14, New Orleans at 15, the Giants at 16, the Bears at 17, the Panthers at 18. Uh, I think I think the Bears are my favorite team from that group. See, I'm I'm very high on your Bears this year. Uh, I couldn't pick your head coach out of a lineup. He's the, he, neither could players. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> I'm just a big fields guy. And I don't know if it's because you've, you know, baptized me in that. And I've just, I've, I've followed your love affair with him. But every time I watch the guy play, he does five to 10 things a game that cause me to think when he's at his best, he's right there with the absolute best quarterbacks in the entire league. And I just think in year three, we're going to get that more consistently with better players around him in a second year in this offense. So I think they're primed to make a big jump this year. And if the NFC is as weak as we all think it is, then there's no excuse for them not to. I think that the bears are going to take a huge jump. Um, the problem right over now, under over under seven and a half wins. That, I mean, that's their number. Is it? Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's their, that's their number. I, 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 I think they're an eight win team. Like, here's the problem with the Bears. They might have the worst defensive line in football. Teams will be able to run for five yards of carry on them with regularity. And that will keep Justin Fields on the sideline. And they're a very young team, so they're not a very deep team. So if they have bad injury luck, they just don't have the depth of some of these teams that are top 10 teams in the NFL. Like, if you told me that they were playing every game with a lead and that they were going to be the healthiest team in football this year. You know, I think that they're built for that type of game. Mm -hmm. But they have no talent at edge rusher, and they have very little talent at interior defensive line, and their linebackers are more coverage guys than run stuffers. So I just think that they they, they still have some serious holes in their roster. But I think that they could be the type of team that loses games like 30-27, to 27, which... I'll sign up for because yeah. I've never seen that Bears team in my entire life. So I still think that they've got some parts of their team that are going to be like bottom five in the NFL, which is why I can't have them as a top half of the league team. And I think Seattle is good. I love that they decided to give Geno the contract, not long-term commitment, but it's his team this year. And add Draymond Jones, very solid player. Add Jackson Smith and Jigba. Add Witherspoon. Like, there's add players that should contribute right away. High floor dudes. Uh, and obviously, you know I like Geno. So, I, I think Seattle, they could have gone, they were kind of at like an inflection point. They could have decided to use their premium assets to transition away from them, and they didn't. So, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl, but I think they could be a pretty feisty out again. Seattle's usually the type of team that I love to bet against the following year. 
where they exceeded expectations big time. They were looked yep. at as one of the worst teams. Uh, and so even though I think they made some really smart moves, like surrounding their quarterback with players, you know, like in terms of some of the free agency things that they did and whatnot, like I just, I, I'm great story, happy for the guy, love his stick to but I'm going to bet against Geno Smith in 2023. I would not put them that high. I always find myself crawling back to Derek Carr. Yeah, you love him. He's done nothing in a big game to make me feel that way. Um, so I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'm just about as high on New Orleans as you are. The Giants, even though I love their coach, I think are due for a regression. I think the Daniel Jones decision, they say, was the only thing they could do. All right. Well, I think they're going to be in the market for a quarterback again very soon because I don't really trust him. And then the Panthers, I like the Panthers roster. We talked about this after the draft. The only thing about them is for me, like, does their defense, can their defense play the way it did in the second half of last year with the coaching change? So I expect their offense to be better, but I think their defense will get worse. So I think that that probably gets them right where they were at the end of last year, around seven wins. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's like around where we are right now. You know, we're in the, yep. that's, that's where we are kind of in the power rankings. So I'll do the next team as an, as a standalone, and then we'll keep it moving again. The Denver Broncos. I know they were abysmal, but it's just Sean Payton is great. And Russ showed some life at the end of the year. They didn't trade away. Russ, what he showed at the end of the year, Sean Payton's wizardry, not trading away their talent and making big additions in free agency on the offensive line and defensive line with Allen and McGlinchey. Like they're trying to salvage this thing. It might not, like I wouldn't buy their stock for and hold for three or five years, but for positive regression from a disastrous season, I think they're a pretty good buy low candidate right now. Oh man, they're such a they're they're a hard team yeah. for me because I was so scarred by Russell Wilson last year that I just feel like I'm trying to pretend or erase that entire season. And if he were in his 20s, I think I would be more willing to do that. But he's older now. The legs thing is still anybody's guess how much of a mobile quarterback he wants to be. That needs to be a big part of his game. But I feel like if anybody is going to get that out of him, it's going to be Sean Payton. So that's the look. My issue with them is too, even if some of these things do come true, I still think they're going to finish third in that division. You know, like they're just blocked. And so if the best I've got them at is third, I've got Jacksonville going to win the AFC South. There's three. I've got Cincinnati four. I've got the Jets five. I've got the, you know, Bill still in the playoff six. Like I don't really have room for a team like Denver. So I've got them in, I've got them in the, in the low twenties. And I just don't, really see much of an upside for them or uptick for them this year because of the teams around them. So that's all fair. 
I'm curious how many of the teams 20 through 32, even with everything we've said about Russ, we will end up saying that we think that they've got a better quarterback. Yep. You know, it just, it gets pretty bad pretty quick or pretty young, uh, pretty quick. For the next five teams are NFC teams, 20 Falcons, 21 Vikings, 22 Raiders, 23 Packers, 24 Rams. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I like, I think that a couple of teams here that you just mentioned actually have like reason to think that they'll get into the playoffs or have a chance to be one of these teams that were bad last year who get back, like the last team, the Rams, for example. I'm not ready to quit the Rams. I'm not ready to just say Sean McVay has mailed it in, Matthew Stafford is ready for the old folks home, and Aaron Donald is just collecting a paycheck. I'm not there on them yet. Okay, but they're but they're they're very old and they don't have draft picks. Bobby Wagner left and went back to Seattle. But look, they had the worst Ramsey. offensive line luck in the entire league last year. The worst. And, and and Stafford was hurt, man. The NF, the NFC is bad at quarterback. So like if Sta- if, if Stafford right. is healthy, he's a year removed from winning the Super Bowl. And McVay, Stafford, and Cup might be enough to have them be okay. But you still got San Francisco in that division, and at some point you need it's a, it's a league of depth. You need to be adding draft picks. Like they, I respect the hell out of what they did. Aggressive, 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 and they got their championship. They got their parade. But I think the bottom could fall out very easily. As far as the two NFC North teams go, I think you got Atlanta way too high, by the way. 
Uh, as far as the NFC North teams go, like Atlanta at 20, I think that they're closer to 30. But with the Vikings and Packers, the Vikings will be a better team than last year, but their record won't even come close to what it was because their defense will be improved, I think, with Flores. And the Packers, we're, 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 we're having to dissect the small sample size that is Jordan Love's career, where two years ago when he went to Kansas City, I thought to myself, he'll never be a good NFL quarterback. And then he made like five throws against the Eagles that make me think he might be a good one. And they also kind of get the benefit of the doubt with this shit. So I'm not giving up on the Packers. I, I think that division, honestly, is actually more wide open. Like, I think the betting odds will just say it's Detroit's division to lose. I don't look at it that way. I think all four teams almost have an equal shot. Oh, well, then you should definitely be betting the Bears and the Packers. Oh, I'm going to be betting the Packers to win the division. Yeah, I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, you can get them at like a little bit over four to one. Love it. Yeah, to to, to win the division. Um, I just, if if Jordan Love's good, I'm going to just be insufferable. Like, I, I'm just going to call in sick every, every fucking podcast. I'll preview <laughs> the games, but I won't react to them. <laughs> I'm doing half the podcast next year. If Jordan loves good, I can't, I can't live in that world. All right. Three straight AFC teams, Patriots, Steelers, Titans, 25, 26, 27. Your team sucks, man. I'm sorry. I mean, massively disrespectful towards the Steelers. I mean, just a ridiculous ranking for them. Really? I cannot, I cannot wait once this podcast drops to tweet my my podcast co-host Danny Parkins thinks the Steelers are the 26th best team in the NFL just so you have to mute your mentions for the day. <laughs> that is going to be your punishment for this. It's okay. absurd. They TJ Watt got hurt in the first game of last year. By the way, they beat the Bengals on the road that day. He was never right the rest of the season and they still won 9 games. Pickett threw one interception the entire second half of the year. If they hadn't rushed him into that, if they hadn't rushed him in at halftime, if he had actually started from the bye week on and put up those numbers, people would have a much higher opinion of him. But he had to start his career by going to places like Buffalo and Philadelphia and playing Cincinnati at home. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, you know how I feel about Kenny, but. I'm just, I mean, these are the three teams that you're just sick and tired of and you're rooting for them to suck. The Patriots, Steelers, and Titans. You want all three to go away because you're sick of them being relevant with low ceilings. Teams that somehow get their way to good records that have absolutely no shot at winning the Super Bowl. So you're just putting them behind teams like the Atlanta fucking Falcons in these power <laughs> rankings, which is ridiculous. <laughs> there is a lot of truth in what you're saying. I don't even want to have a rebuttal. There's a lot of truth in what you're saying. And the other thing is I looked at Super Bowl odds for this man and they're 60 to one. There's like five teams in the league that have lower Super Bowl odds yeah. than, the, that, than the Steelers because in the AFC, if you need to go through Mahomes and Herbert and Lawrence and Burrow, and Lamar, and Deshaun, and Allen, and Rodgers. Yep. I'm sorry. 
I do need to see more from Kenny Pickett and the things around him. Sure. In order to believe that, like, could they could they be a seven win team that is feisty because of their defense? Yeah, but they they are drawing dead on opening day to like actually have a meaningful season. Sorry, they are. Well, wait, wait, well, wait a minute. What constitutes a meaningful season? Ten wins, making I noise. Just- well, Making I, I, in the playoffs. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I disagree with that for this reason. You just lived through this with with Fields. A lot of it has to do with quarterback development. I mean, if they win, because I think it's I think it's conceivable. I think it's possible that they'll have the best defense in the AFC. I think that I don't think that that's out of the question. If you trust Tomlin and you've Watt healthy, won the Defensive Player of the Year award. Two you years don't ago, trust Tomlin. I'm saying if you do. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you trust Tomlin, they could have the best defense in the NFL now, or in the AFC, excuse me. Now, that doesn't get you what it used to. It's not 2002 anymore, but I think it can get you eight or nine wins. And then it's really about your quarterback taking another step. If they win, if they win eight games, but Pickett looks like Trevor Lawrence last year, that's a win. That's a good season. That is a meaningful season. You said 10 wins and playoff something have to be. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. If if Pickett looks really good, that's great. Do you, you, so how, I never know with you. And you're one of my best friends. I, I love you. Do you really think he can be a star? Yes. I think he can be Joe, Joe Burrow 2.0. I think by the end of the year, he'll be one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league. Okay. Well then, you're in great shape. If if that if if that's true, with their schedule, I think they'll win around eleven games. Eleven games. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like your team more than you do, and you hate my team. Usually, Shouldn't this you- is switched. Usually, I'm like the person that kind of brings us back to the equilibrium here, to the equator, and you're trying to like drag both of our fan bases down here today the Bears won three games last year I have them as the 17th ranked team in the NFL and they're gonna yeah, win I told you I think eight. they're gonna win the division okay take that Detroit all right uh commanders at 28 bucks at 29 Colts at 30 we'll leave some intrigue for 31 v 32 commanders bucks Colts man I among those three teams uh, I I think the Colts are the team I most want to be because I think the other two, the Bucks and Commanders, are they going to be bad enough to put themselves in position to absolutely get a quarterback that makes them relevant again? I think the Commanders might. Uh, the Bucks maybe not because of the division. The commanders could be a special kind of awful. Well, the only re- yeah, I mean, Howell slash Brissett or Mayfield and Mayfield in Tampa, like those are quarterbacks that I feel like don't give you a very good chance of winning more than like seven games. As but a I feel, yeah, and, yeah, and, and Brissett like, has had competent play, but yeah, no doubt. But I feel like both teams, your Bears team last year that won three games. 
Across the board from a roster standpoint, though, the Commanders and Bucks are way better than that, than Chicago or Houston last year. Yes, way better. So that's why when I say, are they going to be bad enough to put themselves in position next year? I mean, look, they'll probably be, they'll probably finish, both finish with top 10 picks, but they're going to, we just saw it with, with, um, with what Houston did to get CJ Stroud or what, you know, what Carolina had to do to move up to get Bryce Young. Like, I think they're going to feel, both teams will feel like they need new quarterbacks at the end of the year and they're going to have to give up their assets to get there. But the Colts are fun just because at what point does Anthony Richardson go in and we get to see what that guy is all about. For his sake, it feels like he needs to sit a year. If the offensive line looks like it did last year, yes. Yeah. Because playing behind that line will ruin his career because he'll just be running all the time and maybe get forced to make bad plays. Yeah. So, and it'd be nice to just like have that intrigue build for a whole other year too. Uh, All right. And then 31 and 32. I put Texans 31, Cardinals 32. I think that's the right way of doing it. I, I think... You know, the Texans draft was crazy aggressive and crazy short term and giving up their first round pick potentially will just torture their fan base for 20 years if they end up actually with worst record in the league. But I think I think Stroud will be a day one rookie starter and a huge upgrade. And Will Anderson is a culture setter and a huge upgrade. So I absolutely think that in a non-dominant AFC South with optimism and random football luck and culture that they can figure out a way to win six games, seven games, and then they're sending the ninth, 10th, 11th pick or something like that to, to Arizona instead of the first or second pick. But on paper, their roster is bottom two in the NFL. And then Arizona without Kyler, with a fraudulent head coach, with a star receiver who doesn't want to be there, with an incompetent ownership group, just they're the worst team going into the year. Yeah, but because of what you just said there and who's available in next year's draft, I would almost feel like this is like the break we needed if I was a Cardinals fan. Oh, they're not in the worst position, big picture, long term. But yeah, you if you're a Cardinals fan, you are rooting for 0 and 17 with zero sacks allowed by Paris Johnson Jr. If you're a Cardinals fan, 100 percent I mean, I, if I'm a Cardinals fan, this is what I'm hoping for. The Texans with Stroud, who I have serious doubts about, they stink, you stink, you the first two picks next year, then I would immediately fire my head coach and pay him to leave and just put a big sign out in front of our facility that says who wants to coach Caleb Williams and you're going to get you're going to get the best available coach on the market even if your owner is a complete nincompoop i think oh uh, like, i agree and you also i mean if you're if we're scripting the perfect season you want kyler to come back and play a few games at the end look awesome and lose the games like if you're getting really greedy because then you want to draft Caleb Williams and trade Kyler. Oh, 100 percent oh yeah you'd have to you'd have to and you're probably gonna and you and you and you're gonna trade Kyler Murray even if he plays well probably for like nickels on the dollar but 
who cares? You know well, what I right. mean? I mean like, if you have the number one pick and you have Caleb Williams, you're obviously trading Kyler. Uh, but I mean, it all, it all depends. If Kyler sits out the whole year and you get the number one pick, you're trading him for nickels on the dollar. But if Kyler comes back and plays well, I don't oh. think he's, I don't think you, I don't think you're getting 80 cents on the dollar, but you can get 60. You can get a first round pick for Kyler Murray if he plays well next year. Man, Arizona's an interesting team then to want to buy stock in. Yeah, I mean, they are te- teams with multiple first round picks are fun. Teams with multiple first round picks and a franchise quarterback like the Bears are more fun. But like Arizona, the, the thing that would suck if you're a Cardinals fan is because it's football and it's there's only 17 of these games and all the games are close and a huge point spread is 10 points. Weird shit happens. You could win five games and have the fifth pick in the draft and not get a quarterback. Now, you obviously have Houston's pick where you could trade up. This is what Houston should have done, okay? This is what Houston, I think, should have done instead. They should have taken, you know, I'm not the biggest Will Anderson fan. But if they wanted to take Will Anderson, take him there. Then take, you know, you name the player, an offensive lineman, Christian Gonzalez, somebody like that with the 13th pick. They had 12. Yeah, Bro- Broderick 12. Jones is yeah. on the board. Broderick Jones, somebody like that. My bad. And then just taking Will Levis with the 33rd pick. And all right, Will, you're gonna beat out uh you're gonna beat out uh, Davis Mills, and you've got one year. And if you can't get the job done, even though it's a shitty situation to be in, we're asking, you know, we're asking a lot out of you. You're gonna have to make do with less. If you don't, then we're just going to end up winning four or five games and taking Caleb Williams or Drake May in next year's draft. And I think that situation looks a whole heck of a lot better than what they actually did. Sorry, I'd rather have, my point is, I'd rather have two cracks at it than one. Right? Like, if you just keep your picks and go Will Levis and a quarterback next year, your odds of finding a franchise quarterback are better than just making that trade for C.J. Stroud. I'm higher on Stroud than you are. But still, Danny, it's two quarterbacks. Yeah, but Will Levis might be awful. And and here's the thing. Everyone's saying, like, like, it's hard to suck for luck. It's, it's, It's hard to be the worst team in the NFL by design. It's very difficult. Like, because you can... Team can go 0-17 and have the number one pick, or a team can go 3-14. and Like... You bad teams win three or four or five games. It happens every single year. Yeah, they won the game in week 18 last year that cost them the first overall pick. And it was one of the flukiest fourth and 15 conversion random. Yeah, that, that was a thousand to one outcome based on how it went. And it happened. So I just think that it's like, well, just, you know, just go be the worst team in the NFL and just go get Caleb Williams. That is much easier said than done. So. I, I understand. Yeah, but why even after- if it's not Caleb Williams, even if it's Will Levis and Drake May, that's yeah. still better, I think, than drafting CJ Stroud and locking yourself into him and trading those picks. Oh, listen, I think Arizona's in a much better spot because even if Arizona is better than they should be and gets the sixth pick in the draft, they still have Houston's pick, which also could be the worst pick. Like, but they 
even if the whoever gets the number one pick overwhelmingly likely is not trading out of it because it's Caleb Williams, you should be able to trade from wherever Arizona finishes if you're willing to also trade the Houston pick to get Drake May, right? Like Arizona, it feels like their worst case scenario is the second quarterback in the draft with the draft capital that they've acquired. So I I love what Arizona did. I just think their ownership group might be so bad that it won't matter. But all right, they're my rankings. Um, we'll have another gimmick for you next week. <laughs> no, we won't. We got the schedule to react to. Oh, yeah, we got the schedule to react. But I mean, the sky, yeah, we do. We do have the schedule. Right? Don't act like you don't love the schedule. You leak schedules out. You pick up thousands of followers this time of year. The yeah, no, I know. I, although I will say, just as like a small primer, I'd say like 85% chance I have the schedule again. But my guy who who gives it to me, he gave me, he told me that there is a, a real scenario on the board where he can't give me the whole thing this year. So. So the whole thing where I was going to ask you off the air to give me the Steelers schedule in advance, is that your way of telling me you can't do that anymore? If if I can get it, I can get it, and I'll give it to you. Um, but there's a chance that through some sort of mechanism, I'll explain off the air, but I it's funny because every time Schefter tweets about the schedule release, like when it's coming, I just get dozens of people like, oh, it's your Super Bowl, like you got to do it again. And I there's a chance that I'm not going to be able to. I think I will, but there's a chance I won't be able to. I'll, I'll explain off the air. But yeah, we'll have the schedule to really, uh, react to, and uh, it's going to be great. And we'll have stories because you're coming to Chicago to hang out this week. Very excited about that. Wrigley, golf, Kentucky Derby, steakhouses. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be a good weekend. Our buddy Nick Wright, the best first and pod listener out there, by far <laughs> our most most loyal. He texts us at 7 a.m. Eastern with yeah. takes. So, uh, all right, dude. Good stuff. All right, man. I'll see you this weekend. Thank you, Spencer Ray, our producer. First in pod, tell a friend. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 